0: morning everyone how's it going welcome to the collective once again we have another outstanding show planned out here for you today uh, unfortunately uh, i never got never heard back from julie so she won't be joining us this morning okay um i think my i think that i don't think i know it was mine i forgot to message her right away and so i messaged her after i came back from jujitsu, which was too late so
1: gotcha. All right. No biggie. It's
0: so, okay. Seems like today is a bit of a
1: um schlmozzle. I've already adopted the push-up position and appropriately punish myself for showing up late. I, well, I mean I guess but, if you get listen, don't don't even worry about it because it's not done yet. I'll punish myself some more. Good.
0: And while you're doing that, everyone else can make sure that they like and subscribe and hit the notification bell and uh, follow us for all the good information that we're going to be talking about, not only today, but uh, every day, because we do this every day. So doing pretty good. Make our best effort.
1: We do, you know, never miss a day.
0: It's almost like we do our
1: best. Uh, I'm just saying, do do you see what I'm drinking here? This is hotel tap water from Ottawa. Do you know how bad it is? The water in here is so bad. I'm actually thinking about buying water out on the street. Whoa! It is bad, man. It's
0: wow. So bad. I don't even uh, I don't even know how to how to process that. I mean, tap water. You know what's actually kind of interesting about tap water? It was one of the few things that I missed the most about mm-hmm. Afghanistan. Uh, I was drinking bottled water for so long, and then I got home and I was like, "Yeah,
1: tap water. Yeah. Yeah. It's magic."
0: It was pretty. It exciting. doesn't come
1: out of a bottle.
0: You know, and the other thing was um, those little uh, packets, the little flavor crystal packets. I can't remember what the just right packets. I drank mm-hmm. so many of those. I, I can't even look at them anymore. It just makes me ill to think about I,
1: I, it. I once told the story about how, you know, you get up in the Arctic and you're up there for a month or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The only way that you can get by is, you know, you're, you're constantly boiling water in the Arctic mm-hmm. so that you can drink water, boiling snow, boiling snow, boiling snow. And you're always pouring the orange tang flavor crystals. You know, the stuff that they invented in the 40s for the astronauts. Yep. Oh, man. My tongue swells just thinking about it. <laughs>
0: I'm getting a little getting shivers already. Um, so I had, a, I had a topic for today um, that I was thinking about yesterday, actually, while I was at the JITS. And um, we were talking about angles, and well, we were going over passing. So I don't want to go to dive too deep into that one. But the um, the thing that we were talking about that kind of caught me was the fact that it's very similar to the concept of the three F's, which is fix, flank, and finish, right? Which mm. is a con- basic concept that came up. What's that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with the three F's. Oh, exactly. So, as, a, as an acronym or whatever.
0: Yeah, this came out in World War II when they started uh, yeah. using maneuver warfare a lot more, and they tried to figure this out. and The idea was is that you you fix your target, so you basically, um, as you're patrolling, right, and you're walking down the road, do 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 do. Oh, the enemy engagement, and then you fix the target, which we use nowadays. So, you know, you have your initial mad minute, and you try to win the firefight. You engage heavily to the front, and once the enemy is fixed in position, then you flank them. And then you close with and destroy to finish, and so okay. that was the the basic concept that they tried to teach the uh, the Joes the <laughs> the original the inventors back the in the GIs. day the GIs whatever you want to call them I don't know what they called them Ken is it CI? I I I don't know anyway um, but I was thinking that you know that also applies a lot to life and goals and goal setting and doing things if you that are large, is that you kind of have to fixate on them, but then be able to, once you hit a wall, shift to the side and start, try and hit it from a different angle, and then continue that kind of cloverleaf out to the outside. What do you think?
1: Uh, you know, I think that, uh, like, if we're talking BJJ is the example, to pull it back into something a different way to look at it, maybe, is when fixing isn't as it can be more subtle than like locking them down mm-hmm. for a period of time and then making them choose something as a solution so that you can outflank them you can fix them by retreating true so i am say in the in in battle it's if you consider the three steps that you just illustrated it's kind of one dimensional whereas yeah. if you consider that same model uh, on, on on a more fluid basis like a, on a bjj map where there's a lot, lot of micro movement a lot of micro nuance a lot of back and forth it's a large three dimensional bubble mhm Whereas the way kind of you initially described it, it's a very linear. Oh, they're there. We're here. We do this, then we do that, then this, and yeah. you can see it in your mind's eye every time. But that you can't see that in mind's eye in BJJ. You see what I'm saying? So I think the the idea is sound. It's just that it's it's one dimensional. If you think of it like a standard issue infantryman, that it's shoot, mm. shoot, shoot, flank or flank, do my thing.
0: well absolutely and this was it came out with the um when this was initially adopted if i remember correctly this was in early stages of world war ii when maneuver warfare was just kind of being figured out Mm -hmm. and prior to this you know maneuver warfare was relegated to cavalry cavalry tactics and um which i mean has its uses but
1: i think as a but it evolved on yes. things like "Onward, onward, rode the six hundred yes. into the valley of death," <laughs> you know the uh, that the the famous poem where basically they slaughter themselves by yeah. "Hi ho, silver!" straight into the artillery and machine guns, and so yeah. the charge you know, of the light every, brigade. Everything charge of the light brigade. So everything uh, evolves off of mistakes to some degree, Absolutely. or should. And so from World War II to now, things should have evolved. But in my opinion, they haven't evolved that much. I mean, when you think about it on a pretty standard issue, infantry scale of an assault, it's, it's not like Jason Bourne ideas. It's not like mega thinking out of the box. You know what I mean? It's pretty, it's almost set piece movements, Yeah. Now, as you maybe as you advance from basic line infantry up into, you know, uh, various other kinds of more sophisticated approaches, then yeah, it gets Jason Bornish, but definitely not uh, from standard issue line infantry. I don't think anyway.
0: Yeah, that was my initial. That was my thought on it was the fact that it's a, it's a starting place, right? It's something Mm -hmm. that you can. As an initial entrance into something, you go, okay. Well, I just want to fix the problem into a position that I can then move and then look at it from another angle. Versus, you know, old school World War One or prior to World War One, where okay, we're all going to line up and we're all going to
1: shoot at yeah, each other. You yeah, know? again, the yeah. the evolution of mm. warfare or the evolution of maneuver tactics.
0: So, do you think that? Uh, as people, should our tactics evolve over time? Should we be continually seeking, not so much the the problems of uh, of what we're doing, but just, I mean, we say it all the time, how to do it better, right? But what about large evolutionary leaps? Because there are going to be times where you go like, what I'm doing just isn't working. I got to like make a hard left turn. How do we, I guess, maybe grasp that concept? What where do we say, okay, this just isn't working. Whatever it is I'm doing, I've flanked like six, seven times. Nothing is working. I need to completely reassess.
1: Where's that line? Where do you think that line is? Is there a line? Well, I think you know the line can be it, the line can be non-existent in the sense of you are in a constant state of free-flow evolution. So that's one end of the spectrum where you actually dome down and get your pen and paper and start writing out a new uh, evolutionary battlefield tactic. Micro adjust in a fluid real-time basis until how you started out the morning looks quite a bit different that afternoon because you've Mm. evolved in real-time without having to sit down, everyone come in here we must talk about how to do this better i mean it just micro nuances itself if everyone's Mm. evolutionary but if it's a fixed mindset then that's an entirely different process you you see what i'm saying Mm.
0: yeah i'm thinking there there are a lot of people that i know that you know that struggle outside of conformity i guess for lack of a better term like they're so used to the system that they've built into their lives that to adjust even even a small amount becomes yeah kind of a large endeavor oh yeah for sure i was thinking it's definitely an
1: evolutionary process in the mm -hmm. sense of like the individual has got to have quite a few onward, onward, rode the 600 moments. I mean, yeah. you gotta, you, you, you gotta go through the grind. You gotta make the mistakes. Mm-hmm. You gotta make all the mistakes in order to evolve. And it takes all of that to then become sophisticated or experienced or nuanced enough that after a lot of mistakes after a lot of practice, then it just sort of does itself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That Do you takes think- a lot of time. Yeah, that's
0: true. That's true. That, that That's, I think, one of the things we forget a lot of the times is that we, we want a solution, right? We want a solution right now. We want, I want to be able to fix this. This should be it. Oh, that's a good one is the fact that we use the term should, this should be X or should be Y. It should look like this. It based on what I do, it should happen this way. And, uh, one of hey, the that's other okay. days, that's well, okay. okay. I was just I thinking think that what, go ahead.
1: Go I mean, ahead. it's okay. You know, if, if, If someone doesn't know how to do whatever, who cares? And it's the first time doing whatever, who cares what that is? They'll probably blow it and they'll probably learn from it. Mm -hmm. And then the next time they do it, it will probably look like this. Fix, flank, Mm fight. And now they've got a process to get involved in. They make all of those mistakes with the process they adjust their process for them. And over a period of mistakes and over a period of time, maybe a thousand times, mm. then they start micro nuance adjusting in real time.
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: But you got to have a plan to start with. And if you're on day one and you don't know anything, you haven't even heard of the three F's. Well, three F's are better than nothing.
0: That's true. Yeah, the uh... We got uh, Man of Words is joining us. Hey, Man of Words, how's it going? Great analogy. Um, He says, the most difficult thing to transition from a fixed mindset or most difficult thing is to transition from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. I don't know if that's difficult to transition. I think you have to go through difficulty in order to make that transition. What do you think?
1: Uh, I think he's right. I think it is difficult for people who've been in a fixed mindset for some time and however long that is, is immaterial. But for some time being the phrase is time enough or it's long enough that they're in a fixed mindset. And if you're in a fixed mindset, it's it's not just a case of you're sauntering down the sidewalk and and think to yourself, you know what? I'm just going to switch to growth mindset now. It doesn't work like that because they've been in a fixed mindset for some time and so mm. if they if they were in a growth mindset on a regular basis they could saunter down the sidewalk and say i'm switching to growth mindset now and shazam they'd be it but that isn't the case if you've been fixed for some time then it definitely is a process And mm-hmm. so if you've been in it for some time plus plus you don't even know you're in a fixed mindset you think you're in growth mindset
0: hmm I wonder if there is a if there's some sort of three day course that we could take from Sigma International that <laughs> I bet
1: there is. I bet there <laughs> could is. get
0: us into a growth mindset right now. Um, I, I like this this concept is that there's there's a starting point for everything, right? And a lot of it a lot of that starting point, those uh, those start lines are at the other side of either a large or small failure. And I think that it usually usually stems from the fact that there is something happened that you didn't like, that Uh, didn't work for you. Can I just throw in a little uh, tweak on that?
1: It it has to be something that you recognize Mm. that you did wrong. You Mm -hmm. have to not only recognize that you did it wrong, but you also have to acknowledge that you need to fix it. So you can you can not know that you're doing anything wrong ever. Sometimes you realize that you're doing things wrong and You just shrug your shoulders, or you can sometimes re- realize you're doing some things wrong, and not shrug your shoulders and think, "How can I do it better next time?" So there's mm-hmm. many ways that that could all play sure. out, of course.
0: Do you think that uh, do you think it's required though to have that failure ahead of time? Do you think that it's a I do. Um, yeah, you don't think, I think that? I
1: think, no, I, I, I think it's mandatory mm. because otherwise, now you're a dusty librarian reading books, thinking that you got the world figured out, and you've never bumped into a, a corner or a wall. Uh, so in your mind, you understand how to fix it all, as it from academia, but none of those plans actually work in the real world. Mm. Probably and so i think the theories of life need to be tested in actual life and they need to be tested with enough pressure that something breaks and it's usually you and so i i I don't think anyone i don't think anyone who's wise can say with any substantial belief that you don't have to go out and test your theories and get broken. You don't mm. have to go out there and make a boatload of mistakes. You can learn everything you need to learn about life with this dusty book. Here you go. That, those aren't lessons. That's a book. Lessons are where you learn to do things better by pressure testing them and making mistakes, in my opinion. Okay.
0: Well, so like if everybody has to make mistakes, and everybody well, no, make-
1: I didn't say that. Okay. I I said, if you want to learn how to do things better. Mm.
0: Yes. Okay. Let me rephrase that.
1: And that is the that is the devil in the details, my friend, because yeah, that's a good point. some people don't want to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And therefore, some people don't learn as fast as others.
0: Mm. Well, that's kind of where I was going with this, was the fact that if you were, if, let me rephrase that. If mistakes are required to to grow then
1: to grow properly to grow properly how do we okay you cannot make any mistakes you can open your book think you know it all never try anything therefore never make any mistakes and in your mind's eye you believe that you got it all figured out Mm -hmm. until you realize that you 100% don't the first time you step out of your bubble wrap into the world and bump your head into a wall
0: that makes sense the uh there's a i don't know if you know if you're a, as big of a geek as i am but uh there's a, a famous test no. within star trek <laughs> called the kobayashi maru oh yeah that's a classic and, and yeah and so it's designed around the fact that you you can do everything right and still fail That's right. and i think that is also a part of the lesson is that You you can make no mistakes, and it still won't work. Uh, And how did he
1: solve the Kobayashi Maru? uh, Kirk cheated. So, did he cheat, or did he make enough mistakes that he could see the crack in the system and exploit it? Well,
0: I'm not big up on the lore, but I know in the latest movies, he he hacked the system
1: and allowed himself to... uh... Not a lot of I, stuff out I don't, of it, but yeah, you know, the news—not a big knows. But I mean the the original, like Captain James T. Kirk with the Kobayashi mm-hmm. Maru, et cetera, et cetera. You know, he, he didn't just saunter in with his coffee, sit down in his chair, and think, "What's next?" The Kobayashi Maru—I've heard of it. Let's see if I can nail it first time. I yeah. don't recall it as going that way.
0: No, and I think he took it like three or four times. Something yeah, like that, so. he took it on
1: the chin. Mm-hmm. Is what he did, and uh, and so you know. He made mistakes, not mistakes that you can say, you loser. They're just mistakes, man. Mistakes are, mistakes are almost a misnomer in the case of the Kobayashi Maru. Mm-hmm. He was making choices that weren't working out. And therefore, we'll call them, quote unquote, mistakes that he learned lessons from. But really, all he was doing was an evolutionary process where he was observing, improvising, adapting, and finally overcoming the problem.
0: I like that a lot. Uh, Man of Words says, I don't believe in no-win scenarios.
1: Yeah, Captain I don't James either. Kirk. There's always a way. I believe there's a, uh, there's a regiment out there or something like that that has this saying that kind of goes along these lines. We will always find a way. There mm. is a way. We will find a
0: way. Um, I gotta find that. I wonder who that is. That's we will uh, find a way. We will find a way. I will uh, look this up right now.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, but it's a it's a tricky um, it's a tricky position to be in too, because failure within certain certain uh, regimens can be drastic. To up yeah. to when you when you talk especially you talk about military I mean you' you could be and there's talking consequences. people's lives right so there is a I think the hesitance to to really dive into that <clears throat> is no one wants to deal with the consequences I guess really what it is because even if it is someone's life right then that's still going to be on you if you're the
1: one making decisions yeah. That's on you. Yeah, and you and that's that and that's why from day one, if you're stepping into a career that has consequences, you need to start evolving rapidly. Mm-hmm. You need to start learning how to improvise, adapt and overcome rapidly. You need yes, to so- use as many opportunities as you can rapidly rather than not.
0: Yeah. You want to make those mistakes early enough so that you're not in the phase of people's lives at this point. You're dealing right. with push-ups, or you're dealing with, you know, oh, no, I got to go run around the thing again, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I can't believe I did not know this, but uh, it's
1: special
0: operation It's
1: so weird. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, we will find a way. That is their, yeah. uh, that is their motto. <laughs> I like that. I didn't know that at all. can't believe I didn't know that, but, yeah.
1: It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No bigs.
0: Yeah. I wasn't part of that team, so I guess I, I don't really know. that was on, on. weirdly yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. Weirdly enough. It didn't come out. You were out of the military long I, before they right. even were I was out
1: before they came up with that phrase. But you know yeah. what? I love that phrase. And I've tried to live my life like that for a long, long time before the phrase became a phrase.
0: Mm. I well.
1: always tried to find a way because I've got a little bit of James T. Kirk in me. They're <laughs> is no win solutions. They don't exist. (laughs) There's a way to win.
0: Uh, Okay, yeah, there is a way to win. Sometimes the way to win is going to cost you a lot. And I think that...
1: Right, so categorize win. If win is a successful Mm -hmm. outcome and you have to give up a finger like John Wick, well, is that a win? It sucks. I don't want to lose a finger, but I have to proceed forward. hmm
0: I like that. Actually, that's a good analogy in terms of, you know, if you have to lose a finger in the long term scale of things, losing a finger is not a big deal,
1: right? Uh, it yeah. isn't if as long as in the moment before John gets a little knife and <laughs> hammers it off, mm-hmm. presents it to the table, um, man, you've got to make choices. He doesn't have to give up the finger. He does the math. He, he observes the moment and understands that in order to move forward he's at a branching decision Mm. he can step up and walk away or he can chop off his finger i mean who wants to chop off their finger literally no one but to move that was the choice that he was presented and therefore he decided to move forward
0: i like that i like it a lot and i think this in If you were to extend that or expand that into life, there's going to be times, especially when you're young, where you're going to be hanging around people that aren't really going where you want to go. There are times where you're going to be surrounded by uh, groups that you don't really want to be a part of, and sometimes you got to chop that finger off if you want to go places. Yeah, and you know
1: what? The the finger represents sacrifice, in my opinion, when I watch that movie or mm-hmm. think about it as a concept it's a sacrificial move that you've got to get right with in order to proceed forward and so the idea of if you've got some friends who are like a negative influence or are dragging you down or just <clears throat> are so you they're just not positive and you want them out of your life to me that's not a sacrifice if you've got to leave friends or move like fix Flank and fight your friends, or whatever the case is. I yeah. mean, those aren't sacrifices per se because they're already starting to morph into maybe the enemy, for lack of a better term. I mean, that's yeah. a I'm not saying they're the enemy, I'm just mm-hmm. categorizing them as an obstacle, we'll call them. Yeah, and that's not really a sacrifice, that's almost a, a fix and flank and then move and bypass the objective. So I think that if we're talking truly about sacrifice, that's the branching point where you get to decide forward, static, or forward or backwards, but Mm. not forward or not, sorry, that moment as you're gonna chop your finger off, you don't get to think, I'm not gonna chop my finger off and I'm still gonna move forward. Now, this is a sacrificial moment. That's what it represents. That's mm-hmm. where you get to make that branching decision of what do I want from me? Do I want to move forward or not?
0: I like that. There's a. Um, it reminds me, there's a scene in uh, Saving Private Ryan where Tom Hanks' character just is collecting uh, Opham, Corporal Opham. I can't remember the actual uh, character's name. But he starts dragging him out of the uh, that CP, and he's like, okay, you don't need that. You don't need that. You don't need that. But you will need that, but you don't need that. Right. That kind of thing. And uh, I liken that a lot to... it. It's kind of a sacrificial moment, but it's like a guided sacrifice, right? He's got to give up a lot of what he's carrying yeah. in order to move forward with that team, but it's a guided process, right? He's being told, take this, take yeah. this, don't take that, don't take that. And do you think that... Uh, is that is it doable to get through those sacrificial moments
1: led versus yeah. well having to do it easier. yourself <laughs> easier for sure. easier and you know the idea being that if um, if you don't have anyone to lead you and it's just you and you alone and you're in that sacrificial moment that's called pressure mm. you know, pressure tested and whatever the sacrifice doesn't have to be a finger obviously that's only symbolic. But the sacrifice could be as something as simple as, in order for me to proceed forward, I realize I've got to change my ways. Right mm-hmm. now, my biggest obstacle is my mental health and my physical health. And therefore, I need to address that. How am I going to address that? I'm going to listen to some friends, and they've been saying, go to BJJ. I'm going to try it for the first time. But the first class is free. After that, I've got to pay. It's a monthly membership. How am I going to pay for that? I know I need to make changes. I know that's a path I've got to go on. I can't afford it right now, but you know what? I'll figure it out while I'm watching some Netflix. (laughs) How about this? The sacrifice in that moment is cancel Netflix. Use that money towards BJJ. Cancel all of your other subscriptions move that money towards bjj you can't eat steak every night anymore that much money going to get bjj so you're making mm-hmm. some sacrifices quote unquote which you'll look back at three or four years later and think what was i even thinking those weren't sacrifices those were good decisions mm-hmm. i just didn't know it in the moment
0: it is a uh it's an interesting perspective too, at times when you can look back on those sacrifices in the moment, they seem huge. They seem large, larger than life. They're like, Oh my God. But
1: I, but I, but I, but I need it. Right. They're just,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but when you have the space of time, the distance to go, okay, then, you know, that wasn't that big of a deal. And it, it helped me get to wherever I'm going. And, uh, and a similar way to when you, when you first join the military too, when you got to fly somewhere else to go to your training, and you you have to leave home, and you have there is a sacrificial moment in that, and not so much that you're sacrificing your family, but you are you're you're sacrificing. Perhaps you're not quite your childhood, but your are your You're sacrificing life. nothing. It's symbolic.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah, you're standing. You're standing with your family and you're stepping onto a large green bus called the army and you wave at them as you drive away. There's nobody lost anything in the moment other than the symbolic moment of now you're leaving home. yeah, Or now you're going overseas or what? Nothing has changed other than the symbolicness of the moment where it becomes real is when you're digging a trench in Afghanistan. So the symbolic moment of stepping onto a bus is literally nothing other than the symbol that i'm now moving in a new direction
0: you don't think that it, it, it is a you're sacrificing your previous life in order to no,
1: no you don't think no, no, no sacrifice is being made at, at that point in that half step onto the bus hmm. there's been no sacrifice at all other than you're stepping into the future for sure I would suggest that the sacrifice started before that, when you sat down and thought, I'm gonna sign on that dotted line. And that's the, that's the moment when the sacrifice is being made, if you're thoughtful. Mm-hmm. But if you're not thoughtful, you'll scribble on, on, a, on a piece of paper, go over, grab a, um, a can of Pepsi, lean against the wall and wait to see what happens next. But if you're thoughtful, <laughs> you'll before you sign on that dotted line, you'll know what it represents, though it's a yeah. symbolic uh, symbolic moment. It actually has half as you're yeah. half stepping onto the bus. You were already en route the moment you signed on that piece of paper. That's a
0: good point. Yeah, I uh, you know, it's kind of hilarious that I I always thought before I joined up. This is a side little side story that uh, it was going to be like in the movies. Right, where you, you you walk into recruiters you sign the thing and then you just like you go back and you get on the bus and then right. yeah. <laughs> that takes your basic and that's it
1: yeah but but between signing and the bus of course you're gonna casually walk down the red carpet as people hand you things and you get shots and you have to sign more here's your dog tags here's here's yeah. the lanae it's red flowers from hawaii congratulations warrior
0: yeah. now, oh man it, it, it definitely did not happen that way, but it'd be cool. It'd be a cool way to get into it. The uh, I I just I was there was I think I was influenced from all of the movies and all the things where you never really see the timeline in between those things, right? And uh, it's that I think it's that delay initially that really throws people a lot, uh, throws a lot of people off, where they're just like they're like waiting for that phone call, that offer to oh, come. Yeah. In like, now, oh yeah, now the.
1: The interesting thing is, and you would know this better than I, um, because, of course, I'm old army, you're middle army, and then there's this new army, for lack of a better yeah. term, if yeah. that makes sense. I know the poor terms, yeah. but there is a timeline. And so my my process and my experience would be different than yours, which would be very much different than the new military. And I hope that it's, it's not because uh, I have experience uh, with the new military, but I get DMS from young guys who've been waiting one and a half, two years sometimes to, you know, they've, they're just waiting to get on the bus. Yeah. What what's left? Nothing, but get the bus here for goodness sakes. And so I know, I, I know it's sometimes 10 months, one year, whatever, but up to two years, I yeah. mean, what is the bus broken down, everything's done. Drive the bus over here, you clowns, so I can get on it and get on with the process that I started two years ago. So that's that is the polar opposite of signing on the dotted line, going through the back curtains and straight onto the bus. You know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I uh, I got I mean I got really lucky. I don't know about you, um, but I was I swore in in December of thirteen, and I left for basic in January. Or sorry, I swore in. December of 05, and I started my BASIC in January of 06. So it was fast, like really fast. Um, but then again, we were right in the middle of Afghanistan. Everyone's fighting. Like, There's lots of stuff that had to happen. But um, what, what was it for you when you first, like how long between signing the line and leaving for BASIC? What was the timeline? Uh, that's on that? interesting. That's
1: a good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that. I've never really thought about it too much. But here's generally how it went. Um, you know, I went to the recruiter because that's what I wanted to do Was I want to be in the army, period. Mm-hmm. I went down there, did all my processing, did all my paperwork, signed on the dotted line or oh, wrong, um, went through the process and thought now I'm waiting to hear back from them. And so I don't know, a few weeks went by and I was like, what? I haven't heard from them yet. I better go figure out a plan B. Mm -hmm. So I went up to uh, a college. I was living in Nanaimo at the time. And I thought, what am I going to do? Oh, there's a new program. It's just starting out. First one in Canada. And it's called Forestry Resource Technology. Cool. What? You say it's hard to get in? All right. I'm not that smart, but I'm going to give that a try. And so I put my name in. And within a half a year, I'd heard back from the military and I'd heard back from Malaspina College, Forestry Resource Technology, both letters. Because remember, there's a time in Canada when we communicated by letters. Both letters came in on, on the same day. I pulled them out of the mailbox. I was like, oh, the army. Oh, and the college. Oh, they both accepted me. I guess I've got to make a branching decision today. Mm-hmm. So Second. I had to my bets thinking that, What? I thought I just walked out the back and got on the bus. It's been a few weeks. What the heck?
0: (laughs) But then again, that's a moment of sacrifice, right? You're sacrificing an entire future in, you know, the college and that, uh, that whole thing um, for the future that you've chose or for that future that you've really wanted, which was the army. And I think that also that goes into a lot of our decision-making processes is that, or sorry, let me rephrase it doesn't go into a lot of decision-making pro- uh, processes in that I don't think a lot of people actually see those branching choices as sacrifices well in that you have to actually, give up one for the
1: other actually a lot of people don't see the branching point hmm. literally life is constant branching points yeah. and branching points that that moment where I had to make those two large decisions which are quite divergent um, They that was a symbolic moment because it's, it was a radical life choice in a sense. And the only sacrifice I was making was giving up one life to have a radically different life. But yeah. there was no cost to me in that moment other than future cost, of course. And so, but life is like that every day, but they're just not grand moments that feel symbolic. They don't yeah. feel sacrificial. But every day there's branching choices There's always divergence. Mm -hmm. And as I'm entering into a divergent moment, I'm considering future costs. Just like when a bunch of my clown friends said, hey, Sean, you need to quit your coaching job and go be a podcaster. (laughs) It's a a divergent moment in a future life that I hadn't anticipated. A sacrificial moment, a symbolic moment where I had to consider future costs. And so... That's big, and those are easy to understand. What isn't big or easy to understand is all the micro branching decisions every day that people are sometimes unaware of.
0: That's a great point, and it really does—they add up. They—they they add up so quickly. And uh, you know, you and I were talking about this. I think in the green room at one point, in time was the fact that I find it fascinating to be able to look back on my life or on somebody else's life and find those big branching moments, those big decisions that you make in your head. You're like, I'm going to do this and then follow that and follow that path. I'm like, ah, and it becomes a very distinct branching point. Mm-hmm. But the thing that we, ne- we we really don't look around. Oh, Hey, winter storm morning.
1: morning. Thanks for the
0: party. Um, the thing that I don't think we really, uh, maybe grasp or qualify at times, or quantify, I should say, um, is the fact that, you know, when do you wake up in the morning? Because that's a decision. When do you... Mm-hmm. What What are you wearing today? That's a decision. And it affects the, ne- the next subsequent decisions throughout the day, which then affect the next subsequent decisions throughout the week, which through, through the year, dah, 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 all into the future. And I don't know if we really quantify that or how, like how important those small decisions are.
1: Well, no one does.
0: No one does until they do. (laughs) And that's the end of the podcast, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Sean doesn't have a mic, but he would mic drop from that. Or maybe he just (laughs) flicked the mic away. One or the other, but uh, well, yeah, well, why not? Why don't you think people do? Why do you think it requires that hard well, line
1: it, it, it you know i think if you're not thoughtful then you're thoughtless and if you want to have thought you've got to become thoughtful mm-hmm. and so if, if you start applying thoughtful moments in your day in real time being present considering how to do things better you should be starting to see a lot of branching points in your day not just just in your year, or not just in your life, in each day. But that requires consistency of effort day after day. And I know this is gonna sound like drudgery, it's gonna sound like homework, but if you can create some consistent, real-time observation of your day, and what branching points mean to you, then you can start observing the day As branching points, Mm. then you should then be able to start considering, do I do good or do I do bad? If you want to turn it into a binary solution, do I want to become more awesome or do I want to become more suck binary choice? Now, it doesn't have to be as broad based as that. And it doesn't have to be as binary as that. I don't binarize it except when I first started. Now I don't have any choices in front of me. I don't have any switch on or off. I just simply have always options and always branching points in real time. But when I first started that theoretical model, it was just big moments with either an A or a B. That's how I started to learn how to have infinite options all the time. But you got to start the game on the Monopoly in order to learn how to play it.
0: That's true. That's true. Or you got to read the instructions at least. You got to open the box yeah, before the anything else. Yeah. yeah.
1: Got to take the, the uh, wrapper off the box.
0: Take that plastic wrap off. Get rid of the uh, the bubble wrap, and start opening the game. I like that, Nia. Uh, it's a, it's a learned skill, right? And I think you know it what? Is. Maybe we do need some homework for the collective. And I think this would be a good one. Um, oh, we got a quick little... Shane for the cause says, Good morning, gents. Great dialogue. I'm off to leg day two. Have a great weekend. Nice, buddy. Yeah. Um, Winter Storm. Thoughtful equals thought full. Yeah. Not referring to the quantity of thoughts, but the fullness you put into thinking about a thought. Mm. I totally dig it. Yeah, I agree. Um, <clears throat> I think the... I lost my point. I don't remember what I was going to say, but I got I got shiny with the uh, the
1: comments. <laughs> you, you got distracted by how many good comments were there. Comments, oh, <laughs> comments, yeah, yeah, the, just uh, comments, good comments,
0: good comments. These are really good comments. But the the so homework for the collective. I think this is a good one for the collective. And I'm going to do this today myself, hmm. is to write it down, write down those decision making processes, mm-hmm. right, and just little little bits and pieces here and there uh or not just little bits and pieces but write down those little decisions right like i chose to do x over y or you know make those branching points so you can physically see them and then look at them tomorrow and say did i choose the suck or did i choose awesomeness
1: and you know another way to do it i think i like your idea buddy but you know it's it's rare for someone to start on a new paradigm shift and with a notepad and a pen in their hand for the entire day walking around doing their normal routine Uh, it's just probably not going to happen so I think that uh, you know another way to do it on day one is while you're seeking that paradigm shift just instead of taking the notes in as you're moving around you're off the space Uh, Leave the notepad and pen down because obviously that's just not going to fly in a regular business day. Yeah. Um, What will work, though, is being present and thoughtful with the idea that today is the day that I start to pay attention about what the notable branching points were in this day in front of me. And then when you get home and you have a bit of time, quiet in the evening. You sit down and contemplatively note what was relevant in your day that you feel was the or several branching points that you can consider and build off of moving forward. Ten years later, you don't need the notepad and pen. You don't need to sit at home and contemplatively consider what the branching points were because it's just like blinking and breathing it's autonomous it's become a patternized offloaded gamified process that occurs in the background autonomously for you it's a practice skill that is as hang on a sec. how many times have you blinked your eyes over the last minute seven conscious un- <laughs>
0: Man, I did eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're a uh, bit I of an would, overachiever. What can you I'm think? I'm competitive.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a blink champion. Uh, so you know you've 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 got to offload it over time because you can't spend your day if you're busy or if you're trying to accomplish more with a notepad and a pen in your hand like day one. Mm. So you can offload that stuff at the end of the day contemplatively and over practice over time you'll find that you'll need the notepad and pen less until eventually they don't even exist. You know, I like that. I,
0: you're right. Notepad and pens. You know what? I remember walking around in my uniform all the time, always having a pen and paper on me. Just yeah, for sure. Yeah, That's press requirement, press but pocket. I don't, yeah, but I yeah, don't always. have that on me anymore. So Not it makes a lot of do sense. Anymore. Yeah. And, uh, but you know what we all do
1: have, I know we've all got phones, buddy. I know. I I saw it in my mind's eye and I thought, how many times in branching points do you pause two, three, shut down your Netflix to switch to a note app to write down, here's what I learned in this branching moment. Uh, Literally no one.
0: Yeah, literally no one. Uh, But what you could do is if you do have a thought, if there's something where you go, oh, this is a great point and you don't want to forget it, put it in your notes. Absolutely. Pull your phone out, put a little note down and then come into it later.
1: Um, But maybe I... I don't know like what the heck if only someone had recently talked about having something something the daily stoic journal something something mm-hmm. taking notes mm-hmm. down on important things etc cetera, etc cetera.
0: Wow look almost, at that. Almost how like weird. that what a coincidence odd how that happens <laughs> but yes I think this so this is the homework for the collective for everybody out there that's watching that's listening take the day today and it's actually great that this is a morning show right now it's that you We have the rest of the day for most people, even the Atlantic boys. Um, Take the day, enter into your decision-making processes today thoughtfully. And when you hit one of those branching points, either put a note down in your phone or remember it for later. And at the end of the day, contemplate those choices and decide whether or not they were awesomeness or less than awesomeness.
1: And And more importantly use whatever whatever it is and whatever you allocate it as good bad or indifferent it's it's less about the categorization and it's more about the contemplative understanding of i'm simply just trying to do it better yep yep yeah that's a great point you don't uh, even have to beat uh, yourself up you don't have to be mega hard on yourself
0: What
1: you're you mean just you- <laughs> the entire practice is is improvement not, not beating yourself up. Though, if you yeah. want to do that, that's fine as well. But it's about um, improvement. Yeah. Hang on, it's about improvement. Yeah. And and for me, I don't need the warm, I don't need the warm milk and honey. True. Some people do. Some people. I don't do. mind a, I don't mind taking one on the chin, like Captain Kirk, and beating the Kobayashi Maru. And so, everyone's cut from a little bit of different cloth. If you know yourself, you'll figure out how best to do it for yourself today. At the end of the day, as you're writing down your notes, thinking about dot, 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 how to do it better.
0: Yeah. The only thing I would say is grace, not slack, right? You yeah. have to give yourself the grace to fail and be like, yeah, yeah, I screwed that up. Okay, cool. And then move on rather than sit around and beat yourself up. I Me mean, you can,
1: but that <sighs> is also a bratching I mean, point. I screwed up. Yeah, cool. But not move on. I screwed up before cool how am i going to do it better that's a great point
0: yeah thank you for that clarification you're right actually the move forward with your decision rather than just mm-hmm. move on uh we have a couple comments again julie hey julie sorry that was my bad i uh i didn't get that invite out to you till hey, late you were probably asleep so my apologies uh we'll get you on again very soon very very soon <clears throat> uh Storm says spinning plates what choices did I actually have control over? If I had no control over them, get rid of the plate. If I did have control, what time and effort did I put into them? And then how did that affect my day?
1: I like that. Well, you know, using that uh, idea, um, you n- nobody knows how to spin a lot of plates initially. You've just got to pick up one yeah. and try to figure out how to spin that. And as you get better and better... You'll add more and more plates. And as plates drop and fall and break, those are called mistakes or failures or lessons learned, however you want to categorize it. But through an evolutionary process, you go from no plates to 10 plates. Mm -hmm. And as you get better and better, you get to do tricks with those 10 plates. And then as you do it more and more and get better and better, now there's no plates. But the crowd is enjoying a whole bunch of plates spinning in the air. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is a, it's also a, a point on the amount of effort that's going to be put forward. So if you have, if you're just starting and you don't, you, you know, you can get a plate spinning or maybe you can get two, or let's say you just all of a sudden decide we're going to start five plates. Woo! You're going to expend a ton of energy and you're going to drop a lot of plates right off the bat. Or you might
1: just quit on day one.
0: Or you'll quit on day one then this is what i was going to get at was the fact that uh if you try to do too much too fast you don't have the the background or the experience to be able to manage that many plates spinning all at once and so yeah, it's always smarter to focus on rate. one yeah so any tips for anybody spinning plates on getting a plate started how do they, how do we get a plate started
1: Uh, it's pretty simple pretty simple come up with your idea of i want to spin plates go find one practice with one now if you want to become david copperfield a magician with plates well you've got to put there's a there's a simple equation to become effortless it requires a lot of effort so however much effort you put in is however much effortless it will be in the future Mm -hmm. if you want to make it if you want to make there is no spoon from the matrix Mm -hmm. if you want to bend a spoon you've got to learn that there is no spoon if you want to if you want to have an effortless outcome it requires a massive amount of effort that eventually is an effort yeah that is eventually effortless so on day one it's all hard one plate looks like 10 plates and if you don't want to put the effort in to make it effortless in the future well that then comes down to what outcome are you seeking how much do you want to prioritize and how much are you investing in yourself
0: yeah absolutely um we have one last comment here I think will not last comment but one more comment winterstorm says plate one counting blinks per minute yeah who's who's gonna win that that one
1: yeah well you know what he's he's right is is uh if if you want to understand how to not concern yourself with how many times you've blinked in a minute you've got to start from day one counting am i even blinking oh i am blinking i recognize that it's happening this takes effort to blink and then within pretty short order within a couple of minutes of course all grown adults would think okay i understand that game now i don't have to think about it and now i'll just autonomously offload that can you imagine if we all were walking around in our lives every single waking moment having to count our blinks oh man having to be aware of our blinks or to actively blink so right and so we nobody thinks about that that we don't have to, I mean, but all it is, is an autonomous process offloaded.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is uh, this is the interesting thing in life is that it, it can pass you by if you let it in, in every aspect yeah. of it, blinking, breathing, drinking enough water. You know, there's lots of times where I don't drink enough water and, I, I recognize that I'm not drinking enough water and I don't just go and drink water. I'd like, I just like, man, I haven't drank enough water today. And I'll carry on with the rest of whatever yeah, I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. A but, little too late, a little too late. Exactly. But the, uh, the benefit at least is you don't know. And that's not really so much benefit. Is that just let you just don't know. And until you take the time to go, Ooh, I have not drank enough water. That's the beginning. Right then, you go. Oh, I, I have... believe there's an
1: old phrase that goes along this line: "Ignorance is bliss." Mm. Is it really bliss, though? Do you think? Not at all, of course. No. What do you think?
0: Ignor—I'd love a—I'd love a better description than bliss because it never seemed like bliss.
1: It's—it's a—it's a direct quote from The Matrix. It's no. Big For thing. sure,
0: no. I, but I, what I, I'm asking okay. you, though, do you think that there's a better word? Do you think that there's something no. that could be used better, though?
1: No, I think the phrase is beautiful. Because if you're truly ignorant, I mean if you're absolutely oblivious, if if you don't know anything about anything, it's kind of blissful, I suppose. Yeah. Not for me. I don't I I mean, are you kidding me? That's insanity. <laughs> that's that's the total polar opposite of how I try to run my life. Yeah. But if you're truly ignorant, if you don't know anything about anything and you're happy because you don't know anything about anything your world is so simple that the simplicity of the world makes you happy man that'd be a fun pill to take i don't know how long i'd want to take it though do you think that that
0: is basically childhood though right like you don't don't really you have a general ignorance of most things and you just your life is very simple right you you wake up and you you go to school and you, you get fed breakfast and, and I'm not saying I'm just generalizing here. I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. everyone's childhood. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I think as as a child, it is blissful in term like I remember being a kid and remember the how only thing this? I had to worry about was like Saturday morning cartoons and cereal.
1: Okay, I understand. So how about this is to build off of that real quick? Because I'm I'm desperately running out of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea being that using your example from early childhood, a blissful state. As we get older, we move further and further away from a blissful state. And perhaps some people stay on on a linear trajectory that doesn't improve that model, only it decays until they move from blissful all the way through to so unhappy, it's the opposite of blissful. But that's a linear trajectory. Yep. that you can start slowing down or reversing at any time if you start looking for branching points to start mm-hmm. seeking more bliss i like that i like that
0: a lot it definitely it can lead to a distinct uh life of nihilism and i think that that's kind of where we're sitting in a larger scale with uh, a lot of things going on right now in, in the world but it is uh, i think that's Stems for a lot from that is that we've gone from a blissful state well past into a very negative state, but that's just okay. great. So, homework for the collective, we got a minute left. Um, quick couple comments. Manoword says, Go do BJJ 100%. So, he did awesome. his first class and he's already saying go get it. So, absolutely. Uh, Winterstorm says, Your bliss is always someone else's effort. Oh, I'm, I'm assuming in uh as a child that makes sense your ignorance mm. is someone else's diligence
1: mm. Mm. dude I like it. look at we're wrapping up and you're dropping these mega Bombs. nuclear strikes what the heck
0: <laughs> um so we'll uh, we'll talk about those another time yeah. and uh we'll carry on make sure that everyone does their homework take the day be thoughtful thought full full of thought and uh That way you can learn, build, and grow here with us on The Collective. Nice, buddy. We'll talk to you all tomorrow. Chimo. Chimo.